All right. Moving on to part two of this episode. Yes. Um, Episode 26 of From the Den. Yeah. Um, So review of the Bears Falcons game. I think we'll just start off with an initial reaction and work from there. So Oren, just spew out all your thoughts about your, you know, your initial reaction to this Bears Falcons game. Final score. What was the final score? 30 to 26. Final score was 30 to 26. You're right. Okay, go on. Right. So I will say this. Let's get this out of the way. I really don't like blaming games on refs. All right. I think that it's a bad reason to blame games. And I think it's stupid. And I was watching the game with my brother and my dad. And my brother the whole t- got t- the whole time was saying, these refs are the worst refs. They're getting paid. I had to explain my younger brother that usually refs don't get paid. Kept saying it over and over. Since getting, the bribed. getting bribed. Yeah. My brother, he kept going like this in the middle of the game, like the, the money sign. Every single like 20 seconds. Every call that there was, he was saying that. And you know what? I was, I was just upset that the Bears were losing. So I was like, no, you're wrong. Like, they're not. And, like, I was thought that most of the calls that they made against the Bears were really bad. And by the end, by that Allen Robinson interception, by that time, I was like, wow, these refs are terrible. Like, even my dad, who doesn't know much about football, was like, these are really bad. Like, well, maybe I <laughs> just interrupt you there. I don't think it's even my dad who doesn't know much about football. I think if you don't know a lot about football, it shouldn't. No, but my dad, my dad was like, that's a good or bad call. My dad was like, that doesn't make sense. And I was like, yes, that doesn't make a lot of sense either. I agree. Well, I I'm, think there are a lot of rules in the NFL that make that don't make sense, you know, from roughing no, the passer to calls. Call. What? Calls. I know, I'm just saying. Well, whatever. And and I I hate I hate to be annoying, but I saw this thing, the the head ref, what I forgot what his name is. He's from Atlanta. Like, I just thought that was very interesting. Like a bit too interesting, but that's not the point. The point is, is that the Bears started off the game. Their offense looked fine. And then they let up the Falcons to score again and again. And one thing that the Bears need to improve is their run defense. They can't stop the run. They can't. With Eddie Goldman, they, when you look at 2018, even 2019, their strength was stopping the run. Without Eddie Goldman, and, they, and last year, they kind of slowed down without Akeem Hicks. Now Akeem Hicks is back, who, by the way, is unreal. You know how many sacks he has? Five. Three and a half. How would he have five? <laughs> I just he's overestimated not, to make he, he's, he's tied for the second, tied for number two in the NFL with the most amount of sacks. Mm-hmm. He's playing great. The Bears need to sign a good defensive, a nose tackle. I really want them to sign Damon Harrison. They don't sign Damon Harrison. They just need to find a solution to this problem. But that's not the point. I thought, honestly, I was very surprised that they took out Trubisky. And what I've been hearing, this is not like rumors, but I thought it was interesting that people are saying like Nagy and Pace clearly aren't on the same page because it wasn't like Trubisky wasn't, it was having a bad game, like a, like a a really bad game for him. His Mm -hmm. game was average. He was playing like what you would expect from Trubisky. Yeah. And we'll get into that whole Foles Trubisky thing in a little bit. Yeah. Not, not anything worse. Right. Mm -hmm. And then they put Foles in. I thought that was so interesting because it was like Trubisky, because it was like Nagy just needed one little, one bad game. Right. He wasn't going to take out Trubisky after week one. He wasn't going to in week two because Trubisky played well. And then week three, he just needed one little thing, and then he put Foles in, in the middle of the game. What can Ryan Pace do in the middle of the game? Nothing, right? And he bet on Foles to do well. And Foles played really well. And now Pace isn't going to say, I'm so stubborn that I want Trubisky to start, right? He's going to say, I want what's best for the team. 
and clearly Trubisky isn't isn't the isn't the guy. So I thought that was interesting that there clearly is a disconnect between those two. But I was very happy with Foles what what Foles has done. I was very happy with how he played. He threw three touchdowns, one interception, one touchdown that was dropped by Anthony Miller. Yeah, they were in the red zone two extra times. Exactly. He, he made what, the red zone like nearly what, every every drive. That was a touchdown that was it turned around for interception. I thought was a really bad call. If you look back at it, it was not. I don't think it was. If they called it interception on the field, then it was an okay call. If they called it, yeah, we'll get to it in a little bit. But yeah, but the, first, the ball goes to the runner. I mean, that's I think I, I honestly, I mean, I'll get to what I think about the calls. I don't think. I think that that's a little ridiculous. You know, you're just arguing. I understand that the rule is that. Uh, if it's not clear and obvious, but I think that the right call there, I think if, okay, if I showed you this play or, and let's say it wasn't the bears, it was just two random teams, the exact same play. I told you that I showed you that play or, and, um, and you say, is this a catch or an interception? At least if this is me, I'm sure that I'm saying that's an interception. So yeah, you have to, look you know, at it. despite the fact that there's all these, when you like look at it from that view, it's kind of ridiculous how you're getting upset over, you know, they made the right call. I understand it has to be clear and obvious, but it's the decision between, do you want to make the wrong call just be, to go with the right, um, I'm not precaution, but to go with the right, you know, thing. And I understand you have to follow a certain set of rules, but it just, I don't think it was that bad considering I think it was the right call. I just, I, who says that that it was clear and obviously an interception? Who says that it was that that interception was the right call? I'm just right? saying, I'm okay. Do you think I, I'm asking you this question because I know what the answer yeah. is for me? If you're looking at you know just two different teams, it's not yes two random teams. You're watching that play. What are you calling? What do you say? I say if I look at it right now, I'm impartial. But whichever way it goes, I will go. Whichever way is on the field, I will go. Because I don't think that there was enough evidence. To I think, honestly, in my opinion, I think it was pretty clearly an interception because I think it was similar to what happened. I mean, okay, not the same to what happened in the Giants game, but Al Robinson had his hand on the ball and it got ripped away from him before he could touch the ground. He didn't establish... He didn't touch the ground when he had possession. He had clear possession when his foot was on the ground. I don't think it was clear possession. I think the foot, it was whatever. It was being you know, robbed I, away I, from I, him. I, I, and, I then, and then he emerged from the ground. Uh, I don't know who what, what the Falcons player's name was. He came off the ground and he had the ball. You know, and even yeah, right after I saw that play, I jo- I didn't even know it was ruled a touchdown. I was so infuriated. I thought, you know, the, I, I kind of ran away in a in a in a fit of rage. I was just, oh boy, I was. You know, it's such a, it is such a roller coaster to be a Bears fan. Is all I'm gonna say. It well, is what I will a, say is such that a rush of emotions. People talking about the Falcons. That's just depression. The Bears. I mean, this is getting to my initial reaction or just my thoughts. I mean, throughout every game. Man, it's like I've had these flashbacks to especially like middle of this game, maybe when Foles came in or no, just middle of the game when we were down 16. I was having flashbacks to last year and thinking, man, these first two games were dud. We're going to lose this game. You know, the season's in the waste. You know, I was thinking all those things. And then, oh, my God, it's such a like I was saying, it's such a rush of, you know, back and forth, to be honest, especially this game encapsulates that. Yeah, I mean. All I'll say about I'm gonna get, not say the Robinson thing. I really do believe that there were really bad calls, especially there was a touchdown that that happened. I watched the replay. He fairly, very obviously fumbled the ball at the last second. They never even reviewed it. it I forgot who it was. It was on like a 40 yard play. He stepped out of he he was like diving for the end zone. The ball got out of his hands, and it was like he fumbled it. Wait, was it a touchdown? Yeah, they called it a touchdown. There wasn't oh, even. Well, they, they did review it, of course, because you I mean they, they they very they. 
did not really review it. They just quickly looked it over. They didn't really. Was a 40-yard touchdown in this game? It was a rushing touchdown, I think. Oh, you're talking about uh, Brian Hill. Yes. I have to look in that play. You want me to pull that up right now? Yeah, yeah, that bothered me. Here, I saw it on Instagram. I don't know if I can. I'm not going to go look it up. I can find it. Brian Hill touchdown. Brian Hill explodes for 35-yard touchdown run. The thing is, he fumbled. He, like, fumbled. I don't know if it's clear. And, I don't know if it was clear and obvious. But the problem to me is that, like, it felt like every call went against the Bears. And I just – there were a lot of calls that could have went. That were fumble? Fumbled. What are you talking about? What? I'm looking at the play. Maybe it's, maybe it's a different play. He did not fumble in what I'm looking at. Did, did he, like – did the ball leave his hand at the end? No. Okay, then not at all. So then it was probably the wrong play. Yeah, it's probably the wrong play, but that's not the it point. It was a 35-yard touchdown run, so whatever, whatever. Whatever. The point is, is that the ball, whatever I'm saying is the refs, there was something, I don't know. I'm not going to uh, go. Was it Todd Gurley? No, he, Todd Gurley ran on the left side. It was a right right side. T- t- yeah, this is the play I'm, you're thinking of, but he just does not lose the ball at all. So yeah, I don't know. I, I, I saw I saw there was a play that they lost the ball at the end zone. I'll find it. I'll send it to you later. Okay, whatever. whatever. Here, I'm sending this to you for now. Um, right. Whatever. I thought that the that the Bears honestly did not deserve to win that game. In the Lions game, I thought they deserved to win. But the Bears, this game, there were just too many mistakes. Like that Miller dropped pass. And I just felt like, I'm not saying that they didn't like fully deserve to win because they came back and they won. But I thought the Lions game, the Lions was more the Bears won. Well, I felt like this game was more the Falcons lost. Do you understand what I mean? Yeah, no, I understand because it's like the Falcons blew it and it wasn't. Well, what makes this comeback different and less, you know, valiant or whatever you want to say than the comeback against the Lions? Because I feel like against the against the Falcons, they kind of handed it to us over and over and over. And I felt like That's the Lions – Not like in, in, the, in the Lions game, there was like consecutive drives with scoring. Exactly. In the Bears game, there were some drives where they just came up short in the red zone. And the Falcons, you know, they either just had a turnover or they – yeah, I know what you mean by handing it to us. The, Matt Ryan the, was – until the last drive, he was 0 for 7 in the fourth quarter. Yeah. In the last – like if you look at the Lions game – it was like the Bears kept playing well, possession after possession after possession. But if you look at the Falcons game, and it felt like the Bears in the Lions game were, I wouldn't say getting unlucky, but it felt like they were playing fine, well offense, and then finally it all clicked. But in yeah. the Falcons game, it just felt like they weren't playing great offense. They weren't executing everything well. And then Foles came in. Foles, I'm, I, I don't want to say this, but Foles pretty much threw five touchdowns and zero interceptions in not even two quarters. I mean, whatever. Sure, sure. The, point. the point is, is that Foles came in and he played very well. And I'm excited to see what Foles can do. Yeah, I, he played well. And to be honest, I think a lot of he was, there were some throws that were off the target, off the mark. But I think a lot of that comes with that. He was practicing with the starters in the offseason, but I think exactly. you know, he definitely he didn't have as much time. Good. He didn't have as much time as Mitch did in the end. And I think so a lot of those throws came with just being out of sync with that offense. Uh, I think a uh, week practicing, as he has now been named the starter, if, that hopefully you guys, Bears fans, know, you know, a week practicing with the starters will make him more in sync. And then I think that those minor throws will be more polished. But also, I must say, uh, that throw to Jimmy Graham, who's third and long, maybe third and nine, third and seven. Pass. 
terrible pass. Terrible pass. And I know I was looking. I this one. I, I I, this isn't I as bad. If, I couldn't see if it went through the defender's hands or when they got oh. collided into each other. Just a classic Falcons play. And then Jimmy Graham made a good catch. It's always hard, you know, when just just being in those situations playing backyard football. It's hard when the guy behind you, the defender in front of you, drops it. It's hard to come up with that catch. So it was a good catch by Jimmy, but terrible, you know, ill-advised throw. And I understand that Foles was trying to make a play there, but. That is one thing that's concerning. And also just maybe, you know, like I said, my theory was that um, some of the lack of accuracy was just him being out of sync and that'll be fixed up. But another, you know, maybe a concern is that it's not just because he's uh, out of sync with this offense and it's more of a major deal. And that'll be revealed probably in this Colts game. Also just on that play where he threw it to Graham, Allen Robinson was wide open midfield for a first down, but he would have had to like throw across his body. So it's not like, I'm not going to blame him. I'm not going to act like it was some terrible decision. Like I did on that other thing with Trubisky in week one. Remember that. Yeah. Um, I think we can get to studs and duds and then maybe just have a little bit of a discussion about, you know, what you think about the quarterbacks a little bit more as for studs and duds for this week on the Chicago bears. I'm thinking about who my stud would be. I guess, you know, Jimmy Graham, I got to go with. Yeah. You know, he had some great catches. He looked very in sync. He looked like a monster. I think he might have pushed off on that. I don't, I think the second touchdown. Yeah. But that's fine. He had two touchdowns, you know, pretty obvious stud, I'd say. Yeah. And I mean, like people were saying he was washed, and I really did believe he was washed. You can look back at our old episodes. Yeah. You were, you were hating that pick. But I mean, everyone said training cabbies looking great. I mean, he has three touchdowns. He had five touchdowns in two years and for the Packers. He has three touchdowns already. Let's get it straight. He is a f- good player. He's not elite. No. But if the Bears utilize him well, he's a dominant red zone player. Dominant. Yeah. And, I mean, they can use him. And also, I don't want to say Komet is a dud so far. They just haven't used him that much. I haven't but seen him even been on the field. He hasn't been targeted. He's only had one reception um, and I'm not sure, to be honest, I'm not sure if he's been on the field as a blocker or not. Maybe they're just waiting a little bit longer for him. Yeah. I want to call him a dud because I think normally, especially if you're Komet, a guy who hasn't established himself, duds are more of like clearly making, having a bad performance rather than just doing yeah. nothing. I think it's funny that throughout the whole training camp, what you would hear is Komet's doing so well and you would hear J- Jalen Johnson. You never heard of Jalen Johnson. Jalen Johnson is one of the top cornerbacks in the NFL. There are some stats that prove that he's one of the top cornerbacks in the NFL. I'm not ready to say that because it's only been three games and he's still a rookie. But the fact that he's pretty much, I'm not going to say dominating, but the fact that he's playing so well for a rookie and commit, you can't see anything. I just think that's funny. But I think, I think it goes to show that you can't really say that much about training camp and what they say in training camp. But I mean, also when you're in training camp, if that's the only outlet for news, I mean, that's all you can really rely on. But that's not the point. Yeah, um, I think we'll do maybe one more. Do you have any more studs from the game? I'm going to say Nick Foles. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's a pretty good choice. I mean, Trubisky's an obvious dud, I guess, even though I don't think he even played terribly. He had the what took and I didn't get to talk too much about the quarterbacks, but just that he had that one interception. Um, I'll get to that when we talk about the quarterbacks. Um, But he had he also had a great run. I guess he'd be a dud just because he got taken out. But for my, if I'm having one more stud, hmm, who had himself a nice game? I think the defense generally, that secondary definitely stepped up in the second half. First half, they were looking pretty bad, but they were able to shut him down. I guess I could say Akeem Hicks as a stud. You know, he's been having himself a nice game. 
Um, yeah, I guess I'll go to Sakeem Hicks. Khalil Mack. Khalil Mack has been playing unbelievable football. He's not getting the stats, but if you look at almost all of Akeem Hicks stacks, yeah, he's, he's Mack. Khalil Mack. He has fumble. I sent you a video about like it was like going over Khalil Mack's film. He is against the Giants. He is on the quarterback almost every single play. He is dominating. He's playing great football. And even if he ends the season with five or six sacks and everyone's like, oh, Khalil Mack's overrated, if he plays the same way he's been playing for the past three games that he does the rest of the season, I will be so happy. So <laughs> happy. Yeah. I mean, uh, And hopefully as long as he understands his role and he understands how much an impact he's having, then that's good. You know, but if he gets fed up, then that's – but I think he's a, he's a high-act guy and I think he understands. He's very mature. So yeah. I – yeah. All right, so uh, you already said a dud. I'm going to yeah, go. I don't know how much of a dud. I'm just saying, you know, we'll go on. This is going to be a bold dud. Anthony Miller. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. He had one touchdown. He dropped a touchdown. Besides for the one touchdown he caught, he was irrelevant pretty much the whole game. Yeah, he had one other catch, and I think Darnell Mooney is creeping up on that wide receiver two job. After the first game, Miller looked great, but – Miller had zero receptions week two, and I think his stats are going to be padded by that long touchdown at the end there. But he dropped that. He's got to – if he wants to be the wide receiver too here, he's got to, you know, step up, definitely. He's yeah. got to make those easy catches. 100% agree. And I think he's a dud. I wouldn't call him like a severe dud, like a player that was like, wow, you played poor. But he's a player that didn't play up to my expectations for him. But, I yeah. mean – who knows? She's a table player that comes in one week, dominates, and comes the next week and doesn't. So, I mean. Okay, I've got one more dud. Uh, this offensive line, especially in the first half, was looking a lot more like 2019 than the start of 2020 and 2018, which definitely scared me a lot. There were a few plays just like I was looking at, you know, the very last play. or You know, uh, David Montgomery got this uh, maybe like 12-yard, 11-yard run after the Bears had already taken the lead and after Matt Ryan threw the interception to yeah. seal the deal, there was one good block there. And I was like, okay, that was nice. But aside from that, I think there are a lot of plays when they were just putting on the pressure and it's not like the and Falcons Montgomery, are such a Montgomery's great... being stopped five yards behind the line of scrimmage. Yeah. How did that happen? Montgomery, there were, there were a lot of plays. They were handing it off to Montgomery and there was a guy there like right then. Like there was, there are a lot of plays you're looking at the first half, especially, um, they handed it off to Montgomery and there would be a guy ready to tackle him. And of course, Montgomery is going to make a miss, but on the stat sheet is showing up as negative one when it should be negative five. That was kind of the theme of last year. So that's uh, something that's scaring me and hopefully it'll improve. Yeah. Soon. Yeah. All right. On to the Colts bears. Well, wait, wait, let me just add in a few more things about this quarterback yeah. situation. I'd because like, I would I think- like to hear that. You know, we've been brushing it over considering it's been one of the hottest topics really in all of the NFL. And we can go to Colts Bears because I know taking some time here. But um, so what are your thoughts? Do you agree with the decision to put in Nick Foles? Do you think that Trubisky is 100% out of here? Uh, People were discussing about, you know, having a two quarterback set. Do you think that that's at all possible? Or, you know, you just got to go with one quarterback the rest of the way. Um, And how much faith do you have in Nick Foles going forward? I'm going to answer all four of those questions really quick. And then I'm going to laugh. I have, I, I honestly don't know how much faith I have in Nick Foles. And I'll explain that more. Two quarterback sets rarely ever work. Taysom Hill is not a quarterback. Yeah. He's a, he's a, he's a gadget. The last time they used it, the last time a two quarterback set worked was with Roger Staubach when he was very young as a rookie, as a second year player in the early seventies. Mm-hmm. All right. 
Um, Trubisky's out of Chicago. He's done. I I really like Trubisky. I met him. He's a great guy. You look. You know that that players have the option to do a press uh, press conference. They're not required to, right? I don't think that's true. The whole yeah, thing. I'm true. I'm, I'm really confident that players aren't required to because go. It, well, then why was there the Marshall Lynch? I'm just here so I won't get fined. Because I think that's Super Bowl. I think you're required for the Super Bowl. Okay, I don't know. I'm pretty sure he said they asked him, "Do you want to go in front of the media?" And he said yes. And you you saw his media thing, and I saw what he said to the media. He's a really, really, really good person, and good people. Good people are bad people. It's not like they succeed more or less. I feel bad for him, but the Bears need to move on because Nick Foles is the better quarterback. Nick Foles is more experienced. Nick Foles will be able to lead this offense. And let's say Nick Foles raises the raises the offense. The Bears defense doesn't even need to be elite for the Bears to like elite, like top two for the top three, top five for the Bears to be able to make the playoffs as like a wild card team. Yeah. Um, I agree with most of what you said there. I've got a lot of ideas, just like answers to the own questions I was to the questions that I myself was asking. Hopefully I can touch on all of them. Uh, basically, as for Trubisky, I agree. I think he's out of Chicago. Um, I feel really bad for him. Like you were saying, I watched that press conference and I remember just how good of a guy Trubisky really is. Just because he's a good guy, though, doesn't mean necessarily he's a good football player. And unfortunately, you know, he's had all the time. He's had a lot of time to prove himself. And I just he's had his highs and lows. Uh, I just don't think he's a man for Chicago. I wish him all the success if he is going to go somewhere else uh, eventually, you know, that maybe some other team can. Uh, use him up to his full potential. I think generally the bottom line here is that the Bears do not need an exceptional quarterback and Foles is the guy who's going to get the job done. The Bears do not need an exceptional offense to be a great football team. Um, I think that can answer a lot of questions, honestly, when you look at it. That's why they're not going to go with a two quarterback set here. That would cause too much drama and not drama, but just too much chaos. And they're, they don't need that. All they need is just one guy, especially since this defense is going to be putting them in good field position. A lot of places, they don't need Trubisky who could have amazing spurts and terrible spurts. They just need a guy who can be consistent, not even awesome. Just, okay. Just get the job done. Who can, you know, put the ball in the end zone. Um, I'm not sure how great Foles is, but I'm pretty sure that Foles is better than uh, Trubisky, and he definitely just fits that mold of, you know, a guy who can get the job done more often. Uh, And as for what I think about um, Nagy's decision, I'm definitely surprised. I think a lot of Bears fans know that Nagy has been, you know, Trubisky wasn't the quarterback he selected. He wasn't there when they drafted Trubisky, so I think he's looking for a time to get rid of Trubisky for a while now. But, um especially since Trubisky did pull off that big comeback against the Lions. And then you could tell just looking at that press conference, he was disappointed because I, like we said, I don't think Trubisky played that terribly, but I do like the boldness because you were saying this before the season started, the bears are looking to win now this season. And I think, um, you know, he hadn't said this explicitly, not from what I've heard, but part of probably Nagy's mentality here is, you know, they don't have much time to waste. They're not going to sit here babying Trubisky, being super patient with him and letting them lose a bunch of games, you know, at the second. And I think we talked about this, you know, the second Trubisky kind of snaps, just take him out and Nick and Foles. And honestly, although it might've seemed like they were keeping Trubisky on too short of a leash from another aspect, this might've been, you know, a perfect transition because they're able to, you know, maybe get the best out of Trubisky 
and then transition to Foles without it being too late in the game to even have a loss. You know, if they let Trubisky goes to go to the third or fourth quarter, who knows, maybe he would have been able to pull off a comeback, but also he it might've been, you know, the it's game might've got even. They would have lost. What? More likely they would have lost. Yeah, exactly. But who knows? It might have just been even worse. And then, you know, if Nagy tries to sub in Foles in the fourth quarter or midway through the fourth quarter, it might be too late. So then sacrificing a loss. So what I'm saying, although it might seem like they, you know, they had Trubisky on too short of a leash, uh, from another perspective, which I think is a good perspective, the boldness allows the Bears, they did not sacrifice a win in that game. Yeah. You know, if he had waited too long, they might have sacrificed a win. So I like that win now mentality. Um, yeah, and that's that. It'll be, uh, hopefully Foles can get it done as the quarterback. So now moving on to Bears Colts, if you don't have anything else to add about that quarterback situation. Um, yeah, so, okay, I'm just going to ask you, Oren, who you got? What, what do you think about this game? I got Bears Colts. I got Bears over Colts. <laughs> Bears Colts. Wow, good pick. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you something funny. You know what the Bears point differential is? Uh, not a lot. 12, all right? Mm-hmm. You want to know the Bears? What was the score of the Bears' first game? I don't, 20, I don't know. 27 to 23. Okay. What was the score of the Bears' second game? 17 to 13. What was the score of the Bears' third game? 30 to 26. You want to know what they all have in common? What do they all have in common? They've won by four every single game. Interesting. Okay. You know what week it is? It's week four. They are going to win in week four by four, 21 17. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Do you have anything else you'd like to add about, you know, why they're going to win or? Yeah. 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 I just wanted to get that all out of the way. Yeah. That was cool. Right. It's pretty yeah, cool. Pretty cool. All right. Um, Nick Foles, is, Nick Foles is riding the momentum. Nick Foles, if I were to choose a few quarterbacks in the NFL who are able to ride momentum and actually bring it from one game to the other, it's Nick Foles. He's proven it time and time again. I mean – Yeah, and that might be, you know, part of the reason why he performed so badly in Jacksonville. They're just a team who does well, not have – I'm not, I'm not saying that he's a great quarterback, but you know the two years that he's played poorly? Was with Jeff Fisher in Los Angeles and with Jacksonville. When he has a good team – he played yeah. great for the Eagles in like 2013, 2012. Great for the Eagles in the Super Bowl. And now he's on the Bears, right? Yep. I mean, yeah. yeah. I, think that, I think that when he has a good coach, who I think Nagy's a good coach, a, even a competent coach, right. an average coach, a good team around him, he plays well. And I'm not ready to say that he's a great quarterback, but I'm saying that he, if he's able to, he's the best player to ride the momentum, right? The Colts do have a good defense. And I think the Bears defense is going to step up. I really do hope so. I really hope that the Bears sign Damon Harrison because I think that takes their defense from, from nearly elite to really elite. Like yeah, elite. We didn't touch on Damon Harrison, but he's, you know, like you're saying, the run defense could be a dud. I don't even know. Did you have the run defense as a dud? No, none of us did. That's definitely a, a dud a that dud, we didn't yeah. cover as much. And, and uh, who? Who have they played? They played a backup Deion Lewis. They played Adrian Peterson, DeAndre Swift, and they played Todd Gur- Wash, Todd Gurley, Edo Smith, and Brian Hill. Yeah, so, so I- they've got to get that covered. But they, if they do bring they, in Harrison or a guy like him, that could be dangerous. They they play they play Dalvin Cook twice, and they play Aaron Jones twice, and they play Derrick Henry, and they play yeah they play good running backs basically a bunch of really good running backs, and if they're not able to fix it, they're putting their defense in huge jeopardy of being exposed, which is something that if that's your strength of your defense and you have a huge hole, 
And that's not something that they should be exceptionally proud of or not even proud of. Yeah, yeah. So um, as for my thoughts on the game, honestly, I think the Colts match up pretty well against the Bears. Of course, the Bears are a team that's driven by their defense, no matter who's at the helm, to be honest. Um, and the Colts have they've really gone improved and now they have one of the best offensive lines in the NFL, I'd say. Yeah. Um, so I think that there could be a way that the Colts pull out, pull out with a victory here. Um, if the offensive line is good enough to stop that pass rush. Um, although you showed me all the stats about uh, the bear secondary, I'm not completely convinced, you know, maybe if Phillip rivers has some time in the pocket, he can deliver good throws. And maybe if Nick Foles in this offense uh, isn't as good as, you know, we're hyping them up to be, I guess. Uh, And this defense, like you were saying, the Colts defense is actually maybe a little bit stout. Who knows? So what I'm saying is the Colts match up pretty well against the bears, but the Colts, I don't have a lot of confidence in their play. They lost to the Jaguars week one. Um, I don't remember. It beat the Vikings. Beat the Vikings, beat- but I don't have a lot of confidence in the Colts, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna bet against my own team. No, but really, I'm not gonna bet against uh, the three and O Bears. So I'm gonna go with the Bears to win this game. Um, also, the Colts, the Colts are in the, the Colts are in the same boat as the Bears. They played three really bad teams. Honestly, I think there could be an easy debate made that the, that the Colts have played worse teams than the Bears. I think I would make that debate. Mm-hmm. I think that I I think that you would make that debate, but I don't know. The thing is that they're two and one, and while we're three and zero, oh, so I mean, yeah. We'll see, but it's also it's also in Soldier Field, so that's a huge boost. And I mean, who knows? So final score, I'm gonna go twenty four. 24, actually 24-14. That's my final score. Hey, I like Honestly, it. I'm I like it. Despite all the thing I said about a good matchup, you know, I don't know. I'm going to go bold 24-14. So if you enjoyed this episode. Yeah, the Bears um, usually do well week four, week three. So, I mean. Yeah, I'm not going to bet against the 3-0 team, despite even though they've played, you know, some lackluster teams. Anyway, like I was just about to say, if you enjoyed this episode, if you enjoyed our picks or if you hated them, go let us know. Give us suggestions. We'd love to hear your suggestions. Uh, Go spread the word around uh, your friends if you liked it or if you hated it. Go tell them how much you hated it. I don't know. Anyway, I'm Benjamin. Peace out, guys. Bear down. Bear down. Hopefully my picks can make the jump this week back to 15 and one like in week two all right bye guys if you enjoyed this episode of from the den please remember to comment or leave a review depending on your listening platform or if you're a packers fan remember to write some nasty reviews and comments thanks for listening and bear down